hello, and welcome to Just a Tad. I don't know why I sang that. I already have a theme song, which is way cooler. It's got guitars and shit, and I uh, <laughs> thought I'd try something else out. You know what? If you guys would, please smack me uh, in the comments below. Just fucking hate on me for that. Uh, now, with that said, hello, welcome to Just a Tad, like I was singing before. Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, one of what I consider one of the great uh, solo sketch artists ever, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, you guys may know him as Mr. Bean, but we're actually going to listen to a clip and uh, dissect and talk about uh, his one-man show, Rowan Atkinson Live. Uh, it was a one-man show that he recorded, and it was just a bunch of sketches and quasi-monologues. It was like half sketch, half one-man show uh, type stuff. So it was almost it was almost stand-up, but it, it was it was more sketch slash one-man show. He he had a guy that would help him through uh, some of the acts, but this one that we're gonna listen to is uh just him alone doing uh doing like a solo monologue uh we're gonna listen to it and then we're gonna come back and just kind of give you a little bit of context uh visually he uh he comes out in like um i guess they're headmaster robes uh in the uk like if you go to like private school they have kind of old-timey robes and shit so he has that and then he has a book in front of him and that's how he comes out, uh, dressed also in a suit and tie. And uh, with that said, let's listen to Rowan Atkinson be a fucking genius. Go ahead and listen. All right, come on, settle down, please. Answer your names. Anus. Ass bandit. <laughs> Bottom. <laughs> clitoris. <laughs> Where are you, clitoris? <laughs> Doo doo. <laughs> Enema. Fist up. <laughs> Come on, grow up, please. <laughs> Genital. <laughs> I'm sorry. Genital. <laughs> Herpes. Still with us, I see. <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> Enema, you know I'm a dick, don't you? Ejaculation. <laughs> My prick. Has anybody seen my prick? <laughs> Come on, somebody must have seen my prick. Very well, remind me to beat my prick when you just... <laughs> nice and quick. 
on top. Cube? Ah, my prick. So good of you to turn up. <laughs> yes, well, now that you are here, my prick, perhaps you'd like to find a seat. Bottom squeeze my prick in somewhere, though. <laughs> Rigid. <laughs> Our Russian exchange student, suck me off. <laughs> Tight fit. <laughs> up your sh. Vulva. Your prick. And zipper. Zipper. Absent. Now then, boys, the headmaster has asked me to speak to you this morning on the subject of smut. <laughs> All members of staff have noticed an alarming increase in the use of silly humour and puerile innuendo about the school. Rigid fist up, bottom out. <laughs> there have been some disgusting doodlings on the walls of the lavatory. Sit up straight on top. One or two unpleasant health magazines have been found. If you fall asleep on top, I shall be very annoyed. <laughs> and Mr. Hardon tells me that there's been a great deal of sniggering in his biology class. Take it, heaven's sake, leave your prick alone. <laughs> I don't care, your prick had no business poking into your desk in the first place. I will not put up with this kind of behaviour, boys. And neither, I must warn you, will Mr. Gritbig Hardcock. <laughs> This is a school for the sons of gentlemen, and the theory is that one day you will turn into gentlemen yourselves. That is, with the exception of genital, who appears to be turning into a ferret. <laughs> so, there will be an end to this second-form toilet humour, where so much conversation is just devoted to smutty, doublon tendre, do-do, suck-me-off-nice-and-quick, detention Saturday. <laughs> right, I'm going to the staff room now, but if I come back and catch herpes in the corridor like the headmaster did yesterday... <laughs> Then there'll be trouble. All right, that was uh, Rowan Atkinson live, and that sketch is called Dirty Names. And I think you know why. Uh, I, man, <coughs> that, so the, the whole, uh, I, I may do a uh, uh, dissecting the frog episode of this whole thing. Uh, the, the whole show, but this one I definitely wanted to talk about because this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, I enjoy it so much. One, it's fucking stupid. All right, I know this. I, I it's so dumb. But what I, I think what I like about it artistically is he's exalting smut and just idiot behavior to such an intellectual level. It's it's almost poetic, where he's just saying prick and fart and shit and clitoris and penis. He's just saying dumb, smutty shit. And yet, it's done with such a tongue-in-chink, wink and a nod, that <laughs> it actually it comes across as, like I said, quite quite poetic like it you buy into the the world that he sets up because you're just like all right we get we get it okay it's a bunch of silly names and just whenever you think that he is done he switches it and then uh, 
really makes it flower and blossom, right? So he starts off, uh, and I believe he goes through every letter of the alphabet, right? Starts with anus and goes all the way to zipper, right? And around around the time of, uh, uh, I'd say H, that was a a good one. He says uh, herpes. Uh, with us, or still with us, I see, right? He's making little jokes here, but by H, you kind of go, oh, I get it. I get what he's doing there, right? Uh, and so he goes through the rest of it, and it's still fun and light, but you kind of get the pattern of he's going to say words, and, and, and he's going to say names, and they're going to be associated with their letter, and it's going to be dirty and fun. And uh, it, But you start to see the the curve... So that way, there's a there's a little bit of a a curve right before you get to the hard turn, right? So if if comedy is about the snap, about the right turn out of nowhere, um, he he kind of puts a little curve into it to bring bring a little bit of flavor before it really blossoms. Uh, where he goes, uh, kind of weaves them all together and says, "Rigid fist up, bottom out." And if you say it in a different way, it's uh, "Rigid fist." up bottom out right so he he kind of plays with words in a very very clever way and the the weaving is what i wanted to talk about this whole this whole set together i love it right because it's smutty dumb uh middle school humor for the first half right he's going just coming up with uh dirty words he can say and little clever notes clitoris where are you clitoris right there's a little Nice little one-liners you can say and get away with. And I think a lesser comic mind would have just done that, right? Kind of go through all of it. Then uh, you just say, all right, zipper, not here. All right, guys, let's begin class. And then you kind of end it that way. I think a lesser comic would do that. Whereas Rowan shows his true genius. And what I said, the exalting to an intellectual level is when he weaves all of it together, right? He sets up. He did, without anything else, class starts up, goes through uh, attendance, right? Calls out all the names, and then goes into his little soliloquy or monologue, I guess, and explaining, giving you almost a backstory of to what this whole school is about. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, you guys are saying silly words and being smutty and saying shit." With all these kids having names like ass bandit and stuff like that right and so with a straight face he's sitting there scolding these kids for being you know immature i'm i'm assuming middle schoolers or maybe high schoolers something like that and he's just scolding them being like uh me and professor Softbottom or whatever the fucking other characters are in there but he's saying like yeah we're not gonna take this because you guys are supposed to be gentlemen all right and the idea is that one day you will be gentlemen as adults right so he's scolding it's very serious uh kind of pious uh stoic type character and yet the whole time he's also scolding uh (laughs) the the characters midway through it which is where the rigid fist up bottom out thing comes from and uh, the, the the part that I liked about it, right, the, and that last little monologue is where the true genius lies to me. Because it's like, uh, if you guys know what, like, um, a wicker chair 
right? It's called caning whenever you have to, like whenever the, I don't know, when the chair gets old and it breaks. It's called uh, caning a chair, right? And what that is is you're, you're basically, like with a cloth chair, you uh, put fabric on it, and uh, with wicker, you have to make, most chairs, you have to hand weave like straw bits together, right? You take thin strands of straw, and you and you over time weave them together into into an intricate pattern, and by the end of it, hopefully, it's strong enough to support you, right? And I believe that's exactly what he was doing with this joke. And if you've ever seen someone cane a chair, you don't really get what they're doing. Or the, the, the pattern that they're going for until about halfway through. The first first few things that you just kind of see like a grid pattern and you're like, well, that looks like shit. How is that going to hold anything? And over time, you we, they weave it in and out and make these intricate kind of circles and patterns. And it, it's, it looks quite beautiful. But it's also, it, it's got a lot of... It's got a lot of form, for sure. It's, it's very beautiful, but it's got even more function, right? You take these little strips of straw that could just be easily uh, hammered through. You, you could eat, it's, it's, it's nothing. It has no strength, and yet the, the intricate detail of weaving them together makes the whole thing stronger and so strong it could actually hold you and some. And I think that's what this joke is, right? You take one little, so uh, in this example of this analogy, the straw, right? Take the clitoris bit. It's it's just uh, clitoris. Where are you? Uh, are you here? Right. But then later he can weave that in and be like uh, fist up bottom. Uh, please uh, fist up bottom out. Please bring clitoris or something like that. Right. He weaves them all together to where they aren't just standing alone. He finds a way to give them not only just funny sentence structure by themselves but it's also a double meaning so he sets up within that first half you think that's the bit and it is it's funny it's it's that singular joke of uh dirty smut humor but to then turn it on its head and kind of blossom this world of like okay these are the kids names and they're getting scolded for being dirty little kids and yet in the attempt of scolding these kids as the headmaster that he is, he is then being even more smutty than anything I'm sure they ever did, or what he's accusing them of. And that little meta twist is what makes it so, for me, intellectually stimulating. Again, it's a, it's a basically a poop and dick joke, and yet he found a way to... to <laughs> To make it like, oh shit, this is fantastic. And the more he does it, it's 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 like he's pulling out more handkerchiefs out of his out of his sleeve, right? The first first few dozen, you're like, okay, I got it. And then it's like midway through, the handkerchiefs actually become ducks. Like fucking living ducks, and you're like, holy shit, and he just keeps pulling ducks out like linked feet to head. And you're like, holy shit, how the fuck did those handkerchiefs turn into ducks? And how are there so many in his sleeve? And then you just want to applaud it. That's basically what he's doing through this whole thing. And in the, in, I, I implore you, all right, if you want to get an extra level of it, because Rowan Atkinson is a modern-day mime, if mimes talked. Maybe that's not the best example, but you, you get know what I'm saying, all right? What I'm trying to get at is, uh, please, watch Rowan Atkinson live. I'm sure you can find it 
download it, buy it, whatever. Because not only is this sketch great, all the sketches are great, but this one in particular, it works fantastic, comedically, whatever, uh, just audio. But if you want a little extra spice, watching his mannerisms in his face, whenever he's calling out the names, whenever he's scolding people, the the deadpan, he's almost his... He's almost his own straight man, right? So he says these, like, smutty, silly things. And then his facial expression of how serious he is, right? It's conveyed partly in his voice. But when you see his eyes just darting back and forth like a teacher that just wants to scold all of these badass kids, he is so seriously angry and just disappointed of that line, the one that... really kind of brings it home at that line where he says, uh, uh, you know, you, you, the, the idea is that you will all become gentlemen later in life, uh, is, is really kind of, kind of quantifies how serious a tone he takes, uh, both, uh, through his words, but also visually. He's very stern, and that juxtaposition of being so stern and saying, rigid, fist up, bottom, out, like that, (laughs) Hearing it is hilarious, but seeing it and hearing it makes it even better. So please feel free to look this up. But that uh, I imagine this, uh, I imagine the idea came very quick of oh, what if you uh, do a roll call with like silly names? But uh, the execution of it, I could see this taking of, of real hard work and figuring out what goes where. I could just based off of my own. Uh, knowledge of comedy and writing and and how to work work out bits. Uh, I imagine that this got laughs right away, but in order to get it to the uh, space that it was at in its final production, which was what we listened to, I imagine that took a few months, if not a year, to get it really honed down because the intricacies of how everything is woven together is. It's quite astonishing, right? And that, just me saying it, right? I, so I'm, I'm kind of fawning over this sketch slash joke. And me fawning over it makes me laugh even more because I'm, I'm going like, oh my god, it's such a beautiful bit. It's so amazing. And then really, I'm just going, oh man, he says dick and poop. Aha, it's so funny. Uh, which is... I don't know if it was meant to be a meta joke, but I I can't I can't I can't ever get that out of my head when I'm like fuck that's a great joke man it's it, it like I said earlier it's like poetry and I'm like really am I saying it's poetry because he's talking about genitals and uh, anus it's just it's all silliness but fuck I I can't I can't not appreciate the real beauty that he crafted in, in both uh, audibly and visually he really. He, whether it's alchemy or science, he really, he made some gold. He pulled gold out of a shitty anus. <laughs> and, man, if, if I ever had the chance to do a one-man show, this would be the thing I would look to for inspiration. Uh, if I was a lesser man, I would just fucking steal it. But, uh, unfortunately, I'm a dumb cocknose who has integrity, which is why I'm going nowhere except in my office talking about comedy. Uh, man, I really need to sell out and fuck it. 
But yeah, the, I I absolutely adore Rowan Atkinson and uh, his his whole live thing. And like I said, I will probably be talking about it in the future because it is one of my favorite things. I remember watching this when I was a kid, let alone as an adult. And it, my mom my mom let me watch this, right? And it's because yeah, it's dirty, but I think in in my idea, right? Because I'm thinking about having kids at some point. I. I think when smut, I like saying smut, so I'm going to say it, (laughs) I've said it a lot, so I'm going to say it more, but when smut is, when when smut has uh, intelligence behind it, I think it makes it palatable for a certain age. Now, when I show this to like a fucking five-year-old, no, but I was... I think I was maybe in, like, fifth grade or something. Somewhere around there. And to be honest, if if I have kids, right, if I can see the art behind the smut, I'll... I, I, think, I think that's perfectly fine, right? I don't, I don't know. That's a moral question, but I, I really feel like that, right? If I'm not going to show them, like, an artsy fucking porn of like deep penetration be like look she's uh she's really taking that giant dick but if there's like a love scene or something and yeah they you happen to see a couple of asses and titties if it's if if i can see the merit behind it sure uh fuck it they're gonna learn somehow why not uh it's one of those things like kids uh getting a drink of beer from their dad for the first time if my kids are going to be introduced to stuff, I'd rather introduce them to... Listen, if my... This is my thought, right? If my kids are going to be introduced to smut at some point, I would rather start them off with smut that I approve of. And what I mean by that is I'm going to show them good taste is what I mean, right? Because they're going to dive deep and find their own... Because everything's subjective, right? But I think the biggest thing... For me, is I want my kids to, no matter what they like, especially if it's smut, I want them to have at least a standard, and preferably a high standard of quality. And I think this joke is a perfect example of, this is a high standard of quality and intelligence behind a dick joke, right? It's, I mean, it is a dick joke. It's dumb, it's fucking, it's got nothing behind it. But when you dig deep into it, it's really, like I said, it's quite poetic. And I would like to teach, I think kids need that, right? Because if you leave it up to, especially shit I was looking up on the internet, right? If you leave it up to just my dumb 10-year-old brain, you're going to get nothing but cats farting on YouTube. I would rather show them that funny fart jokes and poop jokes and dick jokes can also have a little bit of artistic quality behind it. And for them to have a higher standard of not only their humor, but maybe their uh, sexual preference, whatever that may be. So if they're, you know, gay, straight, transgender, fucking queer, whatever it is, try to show them uh, not only options, but, uh, you know, a higher taste and respect for whatever that is. Um, now I know that's getting weird because I'm like talking about porn. I watch dirty, crazy porn, but I'm saying I can separate, uh, just having those animal urges and then I can appreciate 
good, uh, all right, like uh, strippers, right? Uh, that's actually a better thing than porn. I haven't really seen artistic porn. I, c I can appreciate it, but I, I get too animalistic. But strippers is one thing I can differentiate. Uh, so I've gone to the strip club a few times, uh, being a stand-up comic. And there are some strippers I'm like, okay, you are clearly doing this to get a dollar, which I don't fault anybody. It's a job, and it's very good-paying job. I mean, I guess depending on where you are and who you are. But most of the time, it's probably a better-paying job than fucking working at mcdonald's all right if you got it flaunt it all right with all that said i i remember this girl when i was in kansas city i went to a birthday party with my friends not mine but a friend of mine's and this woman was such a great pole dancer that i was throwing money at her not because i thought she was hot because I, I really didn't i mean she was she was a, she was fit and i i recognized that she was pretty but I have this thing, I don't, I like girls with melanin, she was white, and uh, j just not my type. I don't know why I'm going into that, but she wasn't my type. But because of the way that she was da dancing and using the pole, it was like fucking Cirque du Soleil, but with titties. And I recognized, uh, as pretentious as this sounds, which is this whole podcast, but like, it, it really was kind of artistic. It was like Rowan Atkinson's Dirty Names joke, where I'm like, this is fucking smut. But you know what? This is handled with some actual respect towards the craft, and it's it's quite entertaining. I And I, I was just throwing money at her, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like, you're into it, and you're, you're giving a show. Like, I appreciate it. And then the next girl that came out, she just kind of jiggled a bit and walked around, and it was like, all right, I can't, you, I can't compare you. Like, I, you keep doing your job, but that's not for me. I'm not here to think that I'm going to get laid. I, I really, I, I would have, I think I would have given that woman as much money if she was wearing a fucking, uh, a muumuu. You know what I mean? Like, she was just so athletic and pole dancing. And it was sexy as fuck, right? She, her physical appearance, I just, for whatever reason, wasn't attracted to her. Um, but her just attitude and ability, I was just like, holy shit, like you're, you're, you're attractive. Like I, I kind of want to hang out with you. And, uh, we did. I mean, she was just, uh, you know, a crazy, uh, crazy pole dancer. She was real fun. Uh, but you know, she, she really did it well. And I, I, I oddly am comparing Rowan Atkinson to a stripper in Kansas City just realized that but I hope you guys get my point is that no matter what you do if you set a high standard or any standard it actually elevates your thing if, if you give it care no matter what you do there is some merit into it you know there's there's videos out there of people putting on makeup and there's millions of watching views on it because they they enjoy doing it so what I'm trying to say is whatever you do Try to do it to not only the best of your ability. I think that's a cop-out. I think you should go beyond your ability. Try to try to do it beyond anybody else. And if you fall short, who gives a fuck? You're all going to die anyway. So am I, all right? But the striving, that's what makes it good. Strive to have a dirty names joke just like Rowan Atkinson. Not, even, not just like it. You can do better than that. Find a different way and go funnier. Go more absurd. Do more poop jokes. He didn't have a lot. Go more poopy. <laughs> so yeah, he he uh, he really exalted the dumbest thing in the world, and I I absolutely love him for it. And I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, that's Rowan Atkinson live. So thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope that uh, I hope that I killed another corner of comedy for you to where you can't enjoy it anymore. 
and uh, I also hope that you keep coming back so I can kill more of your enjoyment of uh, the thing that doesn't matter at all, which is stand-up comedy, and comedy in general, I guess. So, everyone, thank you very much. I love you all to death. Thank you for supporting uh, me here, and I will uh, see you next time. Enjoy. Be safe. Love you. Go find some comedy. Explore. Love you. Bye.